going into 2022, you've got to find stocks that make things, that produce, you know, items, provide services that are profitable, um, and that they're leaders in their sector. Because it, next year, to me, is not the time to be putting money in speculative stocks, because I don't think that's going to work. On this episode of Early Bird, Hector Vasquez, trader and YouTuber behind the channel Bears Bulls Business. Hector joins the podcast today to talk about the stock market in 2022 and why investors must change how they conduct stock research. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Hector, thank you so much for joining us today on the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing? I'm just fine. Thank you for having me. It's uh, it's a great honor to be on this podcast. You're welcome, Hector. I'm glad that you can be here today. Uh, Today, we are going to talk about you know, what the stock market will look like in this new year of 2022 um, and what might have to change with investors in terms of how they trade and research stocks. But before we get to that, um, I'd love to hear more about you. Um, if, if you could give a, a short 30-second recap about your background, how you got interested in, in investing, and talk a little bit about your YouTube channel. Oh Yeah, sure, of course. So I was actually introduced to the market in high school. I believe I was a sophomore and it was a small, you know, month and a half project. Our teacher told us we're going to have, you know, $5,000 in fake money, put it into three stocks. And then we monitor it, you know, over that period of time and then compare it to our, you know, our classmates. And since then, it's just been a fascination of how compound interest works, you know, compounding your money and, and, you know, being able to make money with the money that you have. And, then I went on to get my bachelor's in business, then my, later my master's in business, and I'm currently working in my doctorate in business. And doing data, you know, data analysis is what I do now for a living at an institution. And so looking at numbers and trends is, is something that I do, like I said, on a daily basis. And it correlates perfectly with the market as I use technical analysis and fundamental analysis to determine the right investments. Absolutely. And now now you have this YouTube channel where you're sort of talking about some of the data and what you see in the market? Correct. Yeah, my, my YouTube channel is just Bears Bulls Business. And the reason I created the channel was simply just to relate to the average retail investor, you know, because there's a lot of misinformation out there. And I try my best to, you know, just keep it simple, straight to the point and show people, you know, technical analysis, fundamental analysis, and just looking at the market as a whole. And starting in January, what I'm planning to do is every Friday, you know, every at the end of the week, uh, just recapping exactly what happened in the market for that entire week. So it gives, you know, an indication of what we had in the market, what what drove the action for that particular week. 
and then what we could be looking forward to in the coming weeks. And it's just like a like a, a way for, you know, kind of just to look at a video, gain an idea of what we experienced, and then what could be indicators that would move the market for the coming for the week coming up. Ooh, sounds exciting. Can't wait to check that out. Well, Hector, we're here. It's January 2022, a brand new year. You know, the past few years, we've seen an influx of retail investors join the market. Um, but I guess there is certainly some concern here. While it's great that there are many opportunities for investors, I think you've noticed as well as others about what could happen to a lot of these retail investors, uh, especially as we enter, you know, this brand new year of 2022, right? Correct. Yes. Um, I think, unfortunately, this year was a year that was, if you couldn't make money this year in the market, it is going to be extremely hard for you moving forward. I mean, we're up, I think, maybe 27%, I believe, this year um, after this year will probably be 69, 70 record highs within a year. And, and that's just unheard of. And so moving forward, I think what worked this year, which is almost everything, you know, everything you threw money at, basically you made money. Mm-hmm. And going into 2022, I think valuations are going to matter a lot more. Uh, fundamentals. And, and towards the end of this past year, we saw stocks like DraftKings, Chewy, Peloton, uh, Zoom. We saw them take hits because of the fact that the Fed has said, for this year, we're going to start raising interest rates, and that hurts growth growth stocks. And so, the fact is is that now these fundamentals are coming into play, and so it's going to become more of a stock picker's market, in my opinion, because of the fact that interest rates are going to be raised, and of course, inflation. And so, those are the two driving factors. Of course, there's other, you know, economic factors that will play in, but those are two of the biggest drivers that are going to impact the market as a whole, in my opinion. You know, this year of 2022. So you mentioned a few stocks there, just to go over them real quick, like the Pelotons, the DraftKings, and Zooms. Some of these stocks did not perform well last year in 2021. Was was it so much because of economic policy and inflation that these stocks didn't perform well, or was it because you know the pandemic had changed and now uh, reopening stocks became a bit more popular in 2021? Well, I think it's the fact that it, it has to do with monetary policy and interest rates, because the one thing that if, if, you know, if you're in the market and you're paying attention, when the pandemic hit in March of 2020, a lot of the reopening plays or the stay-at-home stocks, I should say, the stay-at-home stocks, you know, were the ones that really led the way. And when we got, you know, the Omicron new variant in, what was it, November, those stocks didn't do anything. They continued to go down. So that was one of the indications to me that either the variant is not taken that seriously or, or or it's just not the lockdown aspect was not you know really into consideration because these stay-at-home stocks did not do what they did in march of 2020 you know so uh but that's why to me it led to the fact that when the fed announced that we're going to start raising rates in 2022 and you know tapering even faster these stocks started accelerating to the downside and of course with inflation uh that that hurts just any business um as a whole but like I said, raising rates impacts growth stocks more than anything. And a lot of people were getting out of growth and going back into value and trying to determine, all right, you know what? If these stocks are going to be way overvalued. DraftKings, for instance, is not profitable right now. Well, yeah, long term, it may be a great company. And I do believe that. But right now, it's not profitable. So that's why in my last video that I recorded, I said, going into 2022, you got to find stocks that make things, that produce you know, items, provide services that are profitable um, and that they're leaders in their sector. Because 
next year to me is not the time to be putting money in speculative stocks because I don't think that's going to work. So next year you're saying tech stocks. Well, this coming, yeah, 2022, right. 2022 moving forward, correct. Um, I I just don't see that being the thing. Um, Maybe once we get past this phase of raising rates uh, and things start settling down, eventually these stocks will basically come down to fair value. Um, And what that what fair value is is going to determine, obviously, based on each company, and it's going to go back to fundamentals. It sounds like that 2022 could be a rude awakening for many retail investors who recently joined the market and are accustomed to anything grows, especially the, the tech stocks. Correct, correct. And, you know, according to, you know, some research, you know, according to the FN, FNC Investment Trust, in the past year, 16% of Gen Zs have started investing. And for those who are not familiar what category, you know, Gen Zs uh, fall into, it's those that were be born between 1997 and 2015. Now, there was 16% that started investing this in, in 2021. Now, out of those 16%, you know, 62% decided to invest in volatile Reddit stocks, and 61% were planning to take riskier decisions. So the thing is, is, again, even myself included, I've never experienced a market like, you know, the 08 financial crisis or even the dot-com bubble crash. I've never experienced anything like that. The, the shortest crash was basically the bear market was the COVID in, in, in March of 2020. But now that we've entered this where investing has turned into somewhat gambling, it's become where we assume everything is going up. And when we do have a 5% correction, which I think we had four of them for this past year of 2021, if we have a 10% correction, which is usually the case for every year, at least every year, year and a half, there's a 10% correction in the market. We didn't have one this past year. But when we do have one, I see with the 5% corrections that on social media, you see people panicking, asking, is this a crash? What's going on? Because none of us are accustomed to that. So can you imagine with a 10% correction what that would do? We're talking about stocks maybe falling, you know, 20, 30 points from their highs. And and so um, it, it just obviously depends on, you know, the underlying asset. But the point is, is that we're not accustomed to that. So any little drop in the market causes an immediate panic and some obviously in panic selling. I so think, yeah. I think it's important, like I said, going into next year that you, you, you understand this coming year of 2022, you, you understand moving forward, 2021 may have been one of the best years uh, to be in the market and, and that things are going to, the market should continue to go higher, but to expect a lot more volatility along the way. Wow. It, it sounds like if there was, a, if there is going to be a correction this year in 2022, it would really separate the veteran investors versus those who are new to the market. Um, it sounds like, um, you know, the ones who will panic will be the newer investors and, and those who are used to corrections, they'll be able to sort of su- sustain anything that comes. Is that, does that sound right? Correct. Yes. hundred uh, percent. And I, and I think that's the thing. It's unfortunate because I think that the market is a great, uh, tool where, where you can build wealth over time. The thing is we, like I said, going back to 2021, when everything is going up, you, your mentality is simply that, like, no matter what I throw money at, it goes up. You know, I don't care if I don't know what company it is. If, hey, everybody else is talking about it on social media. It must be a good stock. So, you know what I'm getting in. And in 2022, I think that is not going to work. I mean, there are going to be stocks, of course, that you wonder, Hey, how is this stock even you know going up? But what I'm saying is the overall consensus is going to be entirely different. 
Um, and, and just to point out, like in January of 2021, GameStop on social media, for instance, had nearly 1.6 million tweets, 82,000 Reddit mentions, and 1,465 YouTube videos were made about GameStop in a period of seven days between January 20th and January 27th. So within those seven days, you have crazy amount of exposure to GameStop. And of course, people made tons of money. You had millionaires, you know, people making money. But of course, at the end of the day, will that repeat itself this year of 2022? I would bet I'm very, very unlikely that happens again. The stock market is certainly changing. When we return, we'll hear from Hector about the impact of social media in investing and how he picks stocks. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So Hector, when we look at um, the investing landscape, there is no doubt that social media is becoming a force to reckon with. Um, You're currently working on a study and examining data about the impact of social media on investing. Uh, looking into this year, 2022, that we've just entered, what kind of impact do you think social media will play in investing? I think social media should be, it, it is going to have impact. There's no doubt about that. But I think the thing is, is that it should not be your financial advisor. It should be to use this just to gain a consensus of what people are talking about, just to gain people's points of views. But it shouldn't be used to determine, you know what, I got... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on Facebook and ask, hey, what stock I should buy? Because I see this quite often. And whichever has, you know, whatever ticker is mentioned the most, that's what I'm buying. That should not be the case. You know, that, that's not the way it should be used. I use social media uh, to gain a consensus of, you know, hey, what, what are people talking about? Uh, what, what, are, you know, what are people's feelings right now about this market that, you know, what we're experiencing? But I never use it as financial advice. I just like to look at it as just, you know, just to gain a consensus, like I said, uh, because I think, Everyone uses social media nowadays, you know, even institutional investors. And, and that's, that's not a secret, you know. Uh, almost 80% of institutional investors use social media as part of their regular workflow. And approximately 30% of them have said that they use that information on social media to influence their recommendation or decision. But the thing is, is that institutional investors compared to retail investors is a whole different thing. We know who moves the market. Um, and meanwhile, 34% of retail investors according to JP Morgan, have made at least one change to their investments based on recommendations or announcements they've seen on social media. And so I think that's the thing is, you know, one of the things I, you know, and it's funny because this year, this past year of 2021 was the year that I had the most friends and people that I graduated college with reach out to me and ask me, hey, show me how to trade in this market. Show me how to get into the market. You know, and it's just the crazy thing that it's it's turned into like some people believing it's a get rich quick overnight kind of thing. Unfortunately, the mar- that's not that's not the way wealth is built. It's you know, if you ever hear investing, if it's exciting, 
you're probably losing money. And if it's boring, it's, you're probably doing it the right way. Um, because, you know, you need to understand what your goal is, what, why you're getting in the market, understand what you're buying, what you're investing your money in. You know, I've always been an advocate to say that invest in what you know. If it's a product you own, a product you use, a store you go to, if you know the business, in, you know, the ins and outs, it gives you an edge. So just understand what you're investing in. If someone were to ask you why you bought this particular stock or option, have a reason, have a thesis. What is that thesis? Because when it plays out, it actually helps you know when you're going to take profit, you know, and if you don't have a thesis, you're trading blindly, which in a sense is gambling. Um, and so I think social media does play a large role in that, but it, it is up to you as an individual, as a retail investor to, di- to differentiate what's good information and, and what is just being used, just like I said, to gain a consensus of, of what the market uh, is, is doing right now. So in your analysis of the impact of social media, is it fair to say that at its current state, social media has been a negative force for the investing world? It's hard to, I mean, for the most part, okay, if I was going to go on a year-by-year basis, I would say 2021 brought out the, the negative of social media, unfortunately. And the reason I say that is because I've joined a lot of these online communities in, in various uh, social media platforms to see, engage, because like I said, I am working on my doctorate for this qualitative study I'm going to do. But just to gain uh, for the past year and a half to see what, you know, how people react, you know, just study people's behaviors. And like I said, that's the one thing I noticed is a lot of people will, will just say, hey, I have $500 to invest. What should I buy? Like, like you're just like, it's just like going to the store and just buying whatever, you know, it, it's not seen as uh, an investment. It's seen more of a, I'm just buying a product. And if I don't like it, I'll just take it back to the store kind of mentality. And it doesn't work like that in the market. Um, the market doesn't know who you are. It doesn't know where you graduated from. Does not know whether you're smart or you graduated top 10? Does not know your career? It doesn't know anything. The market is, it's just is, you know? And so the thing is, is the market doesn't care about your goals. It doesn't care about anything about you. So you have to understand that what, when you get in the market to do the right thing, do the homework, figure out what you're buying, um, when you're getting in, when you're getting a develop a plan at the end of the day. But like I said, if you want to use social media to gain a consensus of, of what people are talking about, great. But don't let it be your end-all, be-all of deciding what I'm going to buy. And in that sense, I think that social media has become uh, a negative catalyst to the market for that particular reason, especially when you have public figures or people you may know that tweet something and they try to, you know, figure out what their message means when it means nothing. You know, if you have Elon Musk tweeting something out, people take it like, oh, is there a hidden message behind this? So um, I, I think that's the thing is, is people have focused too much on the social media aspect instead of just investing what they believe in uh, and just following the crowd, which is actually known as hurting or social proof. And, and that, in a sense, is you follow the crowd because it justifies your behavior. So if I lose out and if I lose money on this stock, you know what? It's not my fault. Everybody else was in it with me. So it kind of justifies your reasoning. But at the end of the day, you know, making money is not hard. I think that's what a lot of people, that's one of the misconceptions. Making money in the market is easy. Keeping it is the hard part. Well said. And I'm glad that you shine some light on the pitfalls of listening to social media for advice. So back in 21, as you said, 2021, um, you know, investors could listen to for advice on social media and most stocks that they would pick had a positive year. 
But given what you expect to see in this new year of 2022 with potential economic headwinds, you're suggesting to, that the social media network should not be your financial advisors. You should seek more professional financial advice. You should do your research and you should invest in the stocks you know. Does that sound about right? Correct. Yes. And, and invest in stocks or companies that are profitable. You know, like I said, I use DraftKings because I've used the platform before. Uh, I, you know, I love sports, but I understand also from a business perspective, they're not profitable right now. And like I said, I mean, this was, a, I believe, a $70 stock this past year in 2021. And we're, you know, here in 2022, and it's probably in the 20, I haven't checked, but I think it's under $30. But the whole point is, is that, you know, these stocks are getting punished that are not profitable. So going, you know, this year of 2022, just understand what you're buying, um, do your research. Uh, and for me, like I said, I trade on fundamental and technical. For me, fundamental is, is, is simply... Buy, buy the things that I know and that have gone up over the years. You know, Walmart, Apple, Microsoft, um, you know, these, these companies. And, and if you don't want to do the work, the research, fine, get an ETF, the S&P 500, you know, and, and, and build off of that. I think is if you're a new retail investor, you shouldn't be focusing on picking stocks because you, essentially you're trying to beat the market. Just be with the market and, and just take what the market gives you and invest in an ETF. Um, you know, and from a technical analysis standpoint, one tip I like to share is the way I simply trade is I, I use a 30 week or 30 day moving average, a 50 day moving average and a 200 day moving average. If those three lines line up in a clear uptrend, that's, that's a, a stock that is obviously in a clear uptrend and, and just look at weekly and look at, don't look at dailies unless you're a day trader or swing trader, but I like looking at the weekly and the monthly chart to get a longer term view on a particular company. And if I can see that month after month, year after year, this company continues to go higher and higher, I mean, that, that's exactly what you want. You don't want to have volatility where, you know, a company one year is, you know, it, it, it's up 10%, the next year it's down 5%, the next year it's up 20%. No, you want to see consistent, steady increases because then obviously your portfolio should match that as well. Wow. Incredible. Thank you so much for that technical tip, Hector. In fact, thank you so much for coming on to the Early Bird podcast today and providing your insights about the impact of social media for investors and especially what to look out for with 2022 here. Uh, thank you so much. Before we end the podcast, I just have one final question, and it's the big question of today's interview. Here it is. What does your perfect breakfast look like? Oh, well, for me, that's actually really easy. And it's actually egg whites with toast. And that is it. I'm a simple person. Thank you again to Hector Vasquez for sharing your insights on investing. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.